You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. Welcome to it. If you haven't if you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome to the Good Light Unscripted podcast. I'm Terry Goodlight, your host. Today I have Anna back in the hot seat. My beautiful Hi. my beautiful bride. I think I was napping last time. You were napping. Elaine jumped in for you and did a great job. You know, one of the things that we have found out uh, during this quarantine is that if you don't meet your needs, you can't meet the needs of others. <laughs> <laughs> and I am one of those people that I hate asking for help. Um, and it's not even that I'm prideful, it's just, I feel like I should be able to carry my own weight. Pull your own weight. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I'm the but, same way. but yes, yes you are. But I think we all have learned that, you know, if we don't identify getting to a place where you need whatever you well, need what you know, to feel better. Is that if you don't enlist the help of others around you, it takes 10 times as long to get some stuff done. Yeah. And, and things just don't work well. No. And you end up punishing them because you are walking around, you know, in a bad mood or whatever it is. So yeah, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. You've been making these, uh, you know, the, and I got it. The highlight of my day every day, I'm, I'm working as a security guard <laughs> yes. and, and I've had some friends go, Oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. You know, it's like, yeah. and it's like, no, like I'm so blessed to have this. Cause right. You know, we, you know, we, we need the money. Right. Right. And, and so many people are in that position. So many people would love to have a job, something, yeah, you know, something, any yeah. income. And so, and so we're able to have that and, and, uh, it's been good and, and I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. And I really don't mind because I've been making good use of the time. So, so one of the great things to come out of quarantine is I started a new business. I, I haven't started no. starting a new business. And you're not announcing it yet, right? No, I can't. <laughs> so you're just teasing everybody. It's going to be so good. It's, it's so much fun. It's going to be, it's, you know, if, if I could use an analogy, Anna, it's like that first cup of hot steaming coffee in the morning it's soothing it tastes delicious. i look forward to it every morning <laughs> that was a hint not saying another thing <laughs> but it's going to be an awesome business i'm so excited about it. it's really it's it's a whole nother avenue for my creativity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i just I'm, I'm excited i'm just excited about it and it's something that you've been planning to do for two years and you never had the time. And this yep. quarantine gave you the time. Gave me the time. And <laughs> to it, put it's it together. just like two, three weeks ago, I figured, okay, I'm going to look into this. Yeah. And we are 30 days away, probably. Maybe 30 days away from, from making the announcement. From, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm just so excited about what that. What else? What else? Because honestly, I think, I don't know, but I know in our household, I know for myself, um, you know, started out like, okay, this is kind of frightful, but you know what? I can use regrouping and then, you know, you make the best use of your time. You look for the positives. And then kind of this week, I'm like, I'm kind of over it. I think, I think, in our house, I think as a country, I think we're kind of getting to that point here right. in the U.S. We're okay enough now, you know. Right, right. Like, uh, and, and I know this is horribly short-sighted, and even saying this is going to, you know, set off dynamite. But <laughs> like I'm 
still being respectful of others and social distancing. But at the end of the day, we've been in quarantine for a month. If we were infected with anything, we would know it by now. Yep. You know, Kimmy comes over to visit. Kimmy's at home by herself, not having contact with anybody. Mm -hmm. She's in quarantine. She's just looking after a bunch of puppies right now because her dog just had puppies. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have anything. So I have no problem with Kimmy coming over here. You know, our neighbors, we just finally met our neighbors the other day. Right. (laughs) Well, they're all quarantined and have been for a month or over a month and they don't have anything. So it's just like... You know, it's kind of, you know, it's, Common it's, sense it's, yeah, it's important to be prudent. But the thing of it is, is if you've been on quarantine, I, I'm not giving advice here. Yeah. Oh, I've made no, the you're going to be roasted if you give advice. I'm on quarantine and I have no problem interacting with somebody who has been on quarantine as well and hasn't had contact with anybody else. It's, right. I just don't have an issue with it because it's just common sense. If you don't, you don't have it, you don't have it. You know, you're not going to get it from somebody that doesn't have it, right? And uh, and and it's had more than that two week gestation period. So, so honestly, I've. But yet, there's no place to go or nothing to do, and that's why, like, that's how I feel. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I want to do stuff. Well, here's here's my thing. Like last night. You know, somebody was talking about the gym opening. Would I go to the gym? You know, it, it depends on how busy the gym was. If it was super busy, I don't know that I would. I would go at a time when it's less busy. But I go to Costco. You know, if you want to buy toilet paper, you have to line up at Costco in the morning with a whole bunch of other people. And yes, social distancing, but... Not know, really. Not yeah. really. You know what I mean? Same with... Because I, it's got yeah. this cattle guard of people going back and yep. forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so the thing of it is, is as a general collective, if there's anything airborne floating around, it's going to hit you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm doing that. I'm in Costco shopping. I'm buying gas at a gas station. Nobody's cleaning that little pad off if I mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just so many... You know what I mean? For Emma's birthday, <clears throat> I went to three stores. I went to Whole Foods and Target and Walgreens and every single one of the stores was packed. Right. You know, and you're right, like they put all the guidelines, but the the truth is is you're walking by people when you're like I would still be very cautious. Yeah. But the thing of it is is I I wouldn't have a problem if I could go to the mall and buy a pair like I need boots for work and I can't buy boots for work. I can buy them on Amazon, it's gonna take two weeks to come. Yeah. And so I can't buy boots for work. I'm wearing running shoes. Right. You know what I mean? And and so it's just it's just stuff like that. It's like uh, you know, I, I think I would like to know how they decide if, you if know, it's okay for me to go shopping for groceries, I can go to a boot. Store. That's my point. How they decide that Target is essential. Right. But, you know, a small business isn't. Right. You know, like like or, the, like Lee's liquor stores yeah, here in Vegas, all closed. Best billboards in the world, bar, <laughs> bar none. If you're ever in Vegas, look for funniest, the Lee's. Oh, yeah. they're the funniest billboards. I love those. Probably but, cost ten dollars. But to they're put all it closed, and you know, I I'm not a drinker, but. I could see why that would be kind of essential for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> especially after you doing homeschooling with the ki- with the kids. No, and the thing is, it makes no sense because when you when go you across go the street there, to Walgreens and you can buy booze, but right. you can't buy it from there. And that's it's it, 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 there's lots of illogical, you know. Yes. I, I understand the need for it, but okay, when do we stop? Is it when the disease is completely eradicated from the planet? No, it's that's not, not going to happen. Yeah, right. And so, uh, you know, is the curve flattening? Well. I had this conversation with somebody last night while the number of you know do we really want to have a coronavirus 
show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what, I, I guess I, this gives context, though, because uh, you know the last, as much as I like to avoid this kind of stuff, I've, in the last 48 hours, kind of immersed in some conversations and stuff that I read. Like one, one of the, this is a piece of news that was out there, and it was a coroner that brought this up and raised a great big stink about this, much to the chagrin of local politicians. But um, he was saying people are, they're counting them in the, even though they've not been diagnosed with COVID, they passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, they're calling them COVID deaths. Yes. You see what I mean? And, and CDC is paying more money to hospitals that declare... Bingo. Yeah. And, and so this was going on, and there was one instance where it was somebody died of a heart attack. The family said they didn't have COVID. It wasn't a COVID death. It was a heart attack person died, but that was con included in the COVID death. And so the number of diagnoses really... That's an irrelevant number because at the beginning you couldn't get tested. Our own experience here with Crystal, when she, she had an ear infection and she didn't know what was going on, so she wanted to go get tested, they wouldn't test her mm -hmm. until she She's was very sick. Very, yeah. very sick and needed to be hospitalized, essentially. Right. They wouldn't even test her. So now that they've gone through, now it's easier now to get tested. So as testing first, you couldn't get tested, then it mm -hmm. was available, but very difficult to get that worked out. You had to book an appointment, I think, at one time here in Vegas. And then it was no longer an appointment, but they triage you and they decide whether or not you need to get, you need to get yeah. tested. Well, now it's getting, so of course, more as more and more people get tested, they're going to discover more and more people have COVID. So it's really an irrelevant number because there's no baseline. It wasn't like testing was always available and it was easy and you could just walk up and every, everybody could get tested. Uh, no, as, as testing becomes available, you know, if you can't test anybody, zero people get diagnosed with COVID. Right. If you can test a hundred million people, you know, a percentage that a hundred million people are going to get tested positive with COVID. Right? right. So that it really doesn't tell us anything. Yeah. The deaths tell us something. It tells us when it's starting to flatten out. But when you start padding those numbers. Yeah. You it, take away the validity of well, the You take numbers. away the validity. And so, and so then you, you go, okay, if you have to pad numbers in order to make this a, a viable argument, maybe we don't have an argument anymore and we need to just get on with the business. You know, of, of, anyway, that's kind of how I thought. But <laughs> then I got all wound up about it and came home and said, why, why am I watching the news? Right. <laughs> anyway, so back to the positive, And that's Be why I, you know, I came back and, okay, today is, is first day of my days off. I don't go back till Thursday night. I'm not diving into that hole you know, they're going to open the country when they open the country and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm yeah. going to focus on the positive. One of the positive things I found on YouTube, mm -hmm. the guy from the office or John Krasinski. Yeah. He, he mentioned in one of his YouTube videos, how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> and he pronounced remember. it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, on purpose. But he started something called now. Now, if you know anything about YouTube to get like a million followers, You've got to be like a rock star and mm -hmm. it's going to take a couple years, maybe a few years. This guy has put out four episodes of something called SGN. It's uh, some good news. Some good news. Mm -hmm. And it's so unprofessionally done, mm -hmm. right? But it's so funny and so entertaining, yet it's very heartwarming and wonderful and like that. He's got, I just checked before we did the show, 2.14 million subscribers mm -hmm. and he's got i think four episodes up right it's insane right 
but it's because everybody in the end wants some good news right. you know it's just so much misery yeah and, and there's nothing in there that's political nothing even hints at political nothing anything right it's just good it's heartwarming some of it's funny yeah you know he's had little cameos like with robert de niro it was the the weatherman you know and and i don't want to i don't want to be do the spoiler alert but it was so funny you know right because go to him hey rob bobby you know how's the weather looking yep looks okay yeah <laughs> and that's the weather report right right but it's just the whole thing is just awesome so if you're if you're a youtube fan if you like youtube look for sgn sgn is is what it is it's really really funny and, and it's good and it's positive and i think you know we should support that um what other positive things have been happening I, there's one big one we're going to save that one to the end are we yeah okay we have to okay we have a big announcement yes we do yeah but um what other positives you and i are shooting more yeah it's your we, birthday week this week you'll we be, shot uh, one set and we're going to do another one this week you're doing another one on wednesday mm -hmm. thursday is your birthday thursday is my birthday and it's going to be a weird birthday so weird like i'm not even in birthday mode but uh, emma had the best birthday ever her birthday was four. just last week she doesn't even remember what her birthday is. <laughs> her birthday was uh was it the uh, 24th it's friday friday yeah Oh, she had the time of her life. Oh, my gosh. That's the good thing about having more than one child and mm -hmm. they're all around the same age is because you have the party already there. Yeah. <laughs> Every we, day. We couldn't invite anybody, but we really didn't need anybody. It's like a novella. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the Latin uh, soap operas. Definitely. No, she had a blast and the kids, yeah, they all had a blast. Everything sold. Lots of sugar. Yeah, but it was such a good day. Such yeah. an amazing day. That was a good day. For my birthday, I, I really, there's nothing I want. And there's nothing I need, you know, other than cake and celebrate with the kids but uh it's it's so i don't even have to be here oh i'm the cake <laughs> you're the cake <laughs> you're calling me cake now. Yes. gotcha <laughs> yeah cake i went um yeah i just one time with our family i mean that's not that there's a an, another option but it just really doesn't feel like birthday week yeah you know yeah um, we always have and i guess we, we should explain that birthday week we 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 own our own business and so when birthdays come around understand that it's uh, you know it's not like we can wait till the weekend and celebrate or something like that we have to cut something out yeah and invariably some catastrophe will come up on birthday day and yeah. the birthday day is ruined right and so we started having a birthday week because we figured in seven days we can't screw up seven days <laughs> so yes. we just have it over seven days and, and for, it's worked for out great many years my birthday i was working at the emerald cup because usually it's right. my birthday weekend and you're gone and uh a couple of times you show up at the booth with a cake remember yeah, yeah. But uh, this is, I, I think the birthday week is way better. So your birthday week starts today. Today's, uh, you get a massage. But we'll do it tonight when the kids go to bed so you can actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, I need this. Hey, look at that. Hey. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't go to the chiropractor. You can't go for massages. You can't do anything. And right. You, you have issues with your low back and with your with your neck. So Yeah. It, it's, yeah. And this is the hard thing for me. Like, I can't, for the kids, you know, she wanted a frozen bike yeah you know i mean that's not hard to find right <laughs> and and stuff they want like i don't think anything costs more than probably two or three bucks right but they were thrilled with it all yeah and with you it's almost impossible to 
shop for the stuff that I wanted to get you for your birthday. I really can't buy right now. Right. You know? And if you buy it, I have no no place to wear it. And that's that's right. the thing, you yeah. know, like I, I there's not anything other than my running shoes. I'm actually using my running shoes again because I can't go to the gym. <laughs> so I've been running. <laughs> So that's the only thing that I could think of that I'm like, oh, I would actually enjoy that, you know. But I feel bad for shoes. people that their birthdays are, or especially well, people that, that are, aren't that, with their families. That's like what I mean. You know if what I they're mean? alone, you know, that yeah. it it sucks. And yeah. um, yet here we are trying to find good things to focus on. Well, because it's all you can do. You can choose to be miserable. And again, I made that mistake the last two days getting, you know, upset about something I got zero control over. Yeah. I have an opinion on it. Yeah. And I know that there's millions of people that disagree with me and might get death threats and whatever. And mm -hmm. clearly I'll be a racist now or whatever. You know? Something. Yeah. yeah. It'll be something completely ridiculous. But uh, the thing of it is, is just going down that road is upsetting. Yes. So why make a bad situation worse? Just try to make it better. So, Well, one of the good things that came out of this quarantine is... Um, the dogs got a haircut. The dogs got a haircut by <laughs> us, which is something that I've... I'm not sure if we've been forgiven yet or not. I've been wanting to do this for such a long time yeah. because I just always, you know, they can't talk and right. you send them in for a haircut and sometimes they're knotted up. You know, our, our dogs, they don't shed, which is great, but they yeah, have hair. hair. So um, gross. Gross like our hair does. It grows nonstop and he, he gets matted. So. But you never they, know how they're treating him and Ellie always comes back with cuts. With little cuts. And you know why? Because she's a spaz and she probably doesn't right. stay, stand still. So I've always wanted to do that. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Yeah. I think we've got to you know, work on our, their head game a little bit. It's just, like, it's just because they need a, a fresh cut. We'll, hold it. We'll, we'll, we'll use that for the thumbnail. What else? What else? Um, I've got a new, well, I'll talk about the new business briefly. We hinted about it. You're going to school. When do you start? That's true. I'm looking at starting summer school. So I'm um, going to take a couple classes online. Of course, everything now is working at snail space. So I'm not really getting anything back from the school, but I actually want to go back to school. I need to take some prerequisites. So next year, what prompted can, you wanting to go back to school? I can start at, nursing school at, <laughs> at soon 45. to be forty-five. Soon to be, yeah, three days away. <laughs> um, you know, I think God just leads you down certain paths, mm -hmm. and um, I think that. It's not like I'm gonna stop designing, you know, I'm still gonna be designing for Blessed Body Wear and, and like that, but um, I've been called definitely as a foster mom and as a mom. <laughs> adoptive mom and, you know, to care for others. And um, when I was very young, I've thought about going to the medical field and just, I wasn't confident that I could, mm -hmm. especially in Brazil is extremely hard to get into medical school. Not that here isn't, but it's harder there because there's not enough uh, schools available. So you have to take a test and compete with like thousands of people. You want to be a nurse practitioner, right? Now I do. Yes. So, um, 
So I don't know, this past few years I've been getting a calling. I think that eventually what I would like to do is work on mission trips mm -hmm. and help people in developing nations or third world countries, you know, to be able to do that. Um, I think that would be such a blessing um, to be able to help others that way. How so has this time off uh, helped crystallize all that stuff? Because I... Uh, I, you know, you and I have come to the same realization. I've that's been on my vision board for a long, long time. Is orphanages, yes, is owning and helping and making them, con, you know, contribute. Yeah, to them. I think what it does, you know, like for me, I'm just so go, 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 and I have a hard time to stop and like gather my thoughts and you know a routine and. Um, so I think this quarantine, what it has done is because we. I have hardly any work, you know, because business is just not, it's not happening. Um, so it gives me the extra time that I never had to really think about things and really look into schools and is it possible? Um, and so I just, in that sense, this has been such a gift, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know, you always think, cause I probably have six years ahead of me at school and you always think why why am i going to start that at 45 but why the question not? is why not you know mm -hmm. um so yeah i i think you have a better idea now what you want to do and why you want to do it and you'll probably be more committed and i think that's the the beautiful thing about being a mature student oh yeah uh is that you you know what you want yes. and you'll do extremely well at it i mean i look at crystal Mm -hmm. And her going back to school, you know, she never finished high school. Yeah. You know, she got her GED, became a phlebotomist and a medical assistant, which was two programs in one. Yeah. And did them both uh, and, and graduated with honors. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is a girl that couldn't make it through high school. Right. You know, but at 33, she knew what she yeah. wanted and she went after no, it. No, I agree. I think even when I, I, when I went to fashion school, I was, um, let me think. I was 21. No, I was 20. And most of my classmates were 18 coming out of high school. Yeah. And even that two year difference, it makes a difference. You know what I mean? And so now going back, I, I, I can't even imagine like when you're young, you're just, your mind is pulling so many different directions. You know, you're just getting through school i think most young people mm -hmm. um when you're older you're really going in with a purpose you know and you know like you and said you do, well. you, you do i i love school i i always do well at school and i hate school <laughs> i do well at school so that's that wouldn't be a problem i'm, so excited. I'm excited i think it's great i think the cool thing is now uh, you know 10 years ago doing everything online was not so easy yeah and now i mean gosh you can even do high school online for that's, some kids right and, you know, you can do a lot online. And I think it's, uh, you know, for you, you know, you still, you're raising three kids, you're still designing for blessed. Right. Um, you know, and you're going to go to school, but you can do it because you can do it around. You set your own schedule. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm so excited. I think learning is one of the best things anybody can do to keep them themselves sharp and uh, just to keep evolving. I, I think there's nothing better. And you do that, you know, you do that on your own. Um, I, to me is, you know, I kind of need a push. <laughs> I need a, I need a routine. And so, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. That should start actually um, in June. 
So you're a month out, month out, a little more than a month. I know. That's cool. That's crazy, right? You're gonna get one of those cute little plaid skirts. <laughs> I'm sure. Photographer, you're thinking here. I'm just sure. A I'm oh, sure yeah. everybody that goes yeah, to some high college. white socks and a little <laughs> cozy sweater that's mm-hmm. half a size too small. No, I don't think so. I think it might be a good shoot. It's kind of cliche. Well, since I'm working, I'm studying from home. I guess I can le- wear whatever it, I want. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's cliche, but it's legitimate, right? So, I think the other big thing. Uh, that we need to announce. I guess we should just announce it, right? Yes. We've had, uh, we've been foster parents for going on four years now. Yeah. And when did we start? No, we got our license. No, um, but when did we start school? Oh, in July. Okay. So July would be four years that we started the process. Since yeah. we started the process. Yeah. yeah. The process, I call it. But Yeah. And so we are now, uh, Cadence and Emma came to us, Quamaine came to us, Three and a half years ago. Yeah, January 2017. Yeah, and then the girls came... March 2018. Right. Ask me about dates. Right, you got the <laughs> dates. And then they... they and then they to, left They were supposed us. to be temporary with us They're supposed to go to, to be a here former for foster family. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, they were here for like seven months. Yeah. And they left to go to a former foster family, and then the former foster family... Decided... Had a change of heart. Yes. Is that kind? That's had a change of heart. Ex- extremely kind. Dropped them off at the airport yeah. on the curb when you went back and picked them up from in Minnesota. Brought yeah. We brought them home. Yeah. Told the worker, we're not kicking tires. This is for good. Yep. Um, through this whole COVID thing, just understand it's a process. And it's, as a foster parent, sometimes it's a system. DFS, Department of Family Services, is a big system and lots of moving parts. And everybody's got their workload and they prioritize their workload. And getting you know medical stuff for our kids was not a priority we have we have good workers yes we do there's other people in the system that had jobs too that weren't doing their jobs so anyways this thing dragged on for some time it's really is no consequence to us but we did all our paperwork everything's been signed and we finally we just got a call and we will adopt the girls on may 12th may 12th at 8 30 a.m over the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, I, hope, okay. I, I hope it is over the phone. Is that confirmed for sure? Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, no, 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 no. They're going to let us know, but nothing has changed. I doubt that it's going to change in yeah. two weeks. They're not going to be. I'd rather that than the courthouse, honestly. Me How too. Do you feel about that? I don't have good memories of the courthouse. No, everything's horrible. <laughs> and you go there and it's kind of anticlimactic yeah. because it's every, you know, people are at the courthouse for a reason. And so that's what's there, right? Yeah, it's cold. And you're going to prance and... in with your little girls all dolled up. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do. I'd rather do it at home. And for them, they're so young and they came, they're so young when they came that they know they're being adopted, but they don't know because they for them- understand it, the concept. Yeah, because for them, they are home. Like right. what's, what's- We are mom and dad. Yeah, we are mom and dad. What's the big deal? But So I think it's something that will mean something in the future for sure. Mm-hmm. But right now is just kind of like a, not a big deal to them. And um, we've decided because Quamine is still here. And, yeah, it's, and, he's still and here like with that. us. And he's not going to, he's not being adopted. Right. Uh, so Jesse, as everybody knows him as, is not being adopted. Yeah. He's uh, united with his mom, reunited with his mom. Um, and, and so, but he's here. He's and here. Mom's we here. are still mom and dad yeah, to everybody's him. here. We're mom <laughs> and dad to everybody, you know? And, and so uh, it just will be easier for him to, not because they don't understand. Hurt. They yeah. just don't understand. So. 
Yeah, they're three and four, and you know that to explain things that are this complex to them, it just makes no sense. So, it's a it's better for everybody. Of course, it, like it, it will mean something in the future. It definitely means everything to us. Yes, you know. And I think when they understand, um, it will there'll be a time. There'll be a time to explain this in detail. In detail, yes. Um, now, one of the benefits that you know we got paperwork uh, mm -hmm. because of the nature of this adoption we were now as a foster parent you know i i can it to being a mushroom <laughs> keep you in the dark and covered in crap yeah. and don't tell you anything um because they can't you know they're not supposed to disclose yeah, a lot of yeah. the stuff but we got the full file on both girls yeah and uh filled that was all. wow that was sobering yeah it was it really was you know um the the entire experience with them, like like Terry says, you know, you you get these calls and you get these kids, and you know, of course, when you're dealing with an infant, um, you know, they went through trauma, but they they can't really express themselves in too many ways. Like they don't have quote unquote behaviors. They communicate well. They communicate <laughs> with their behavior. Right. But when, when they it, have a problem, but understanding what that problem is and how right. to fix it's another thing. We got the girls that were a little bit older and definitely we saw it all over their behavior. But when you don't know what they've been through. Um, in, you, our, in our case, I think, uh, I think it might be fair to say when you don't understand the depth and breadth of what they've been through. Right. Because you have not been told. What, and the severity of what they've right. been through. Right. You don't really get a grasp of it. And, and you don't you, really get the help that they would have needed. Right. You know, when they first came to us, and that's what basically got me on, on my butt for, for the first seven months they were here, yeah. is that, I didn't understand the help that I needed in order to care for them. So we made it 10 times harder. Right. You know, everybody says, oh, it's so hard. You have three toddlers. And at, at that time I, I had one, one and two, you know, and then they were two, two and three. And the physical work is hard, but it was all of the psychological stuff that. Well, it's the psychological stuff, but each kid has got their own experience and their own issues when the when one's issues rub the other one the wrong way and trigger right. the other one, right? It's and a powder keg, you, and that's been our home for for two years. Right, it's a powder keg. And then when you don't have, and finally I got all the training that I needed to even understand and to start. And you, we've seen we've seen the change in our kids in the past year that is like lightning you know it, it it it's amazing like it's just completely different so that's the hard part because if we knew when they first came to us as much as we know now about their history could have done a lot more we fun. could have had a much smoother first mm -hmm. year together but hey you can go back and redo it i think i think it's a i think it's a good policy in general but i think you know, and, and this is, a, if there's a, an, an indictment of the system mm -hmm. and through all of this, and I could go into that in depth. <laughs> uh, I've got more issues with uh, the hearing master that, that yes. looked after Quamaine's case. Oh my gosh. She just fabricated stuff, flat oh. out fabricated stuff and accused us of things that 
she just made up literally in her imagination and and we're standing i'm just standing there going wow i can't believe this actually happens in a courtroom but anyway um there's that there's mm-hmm. that end of it mm-hmm. uh the, there's the other end of it is the workers and it's kind of a crapshoot if you get a good one you're lucky if you don't it's a nightmare mm-hmm. and we've had both mm-hmm. uh and plenty of both uh, what you find out or what we found out is that the ones that are there that actually care about the kids Mm-hmm. The system itself is a system. So the system is Seems a building. It's like the post office. <laughs> yeah, it's a building. Yeah, exactly. And it's a government building. And so what it is, is, you know, it, it that doesn't care about these kids. Yeah. The system doesn't care about the kids. Yeah. It, it doesn't have that that capacity. But the people that work within the system have the option. But it's a choice. Well, I, you know, I was told by the girl's worker that, when the other family said, hey, we had a change of heart, uh, their, their former foster family, mm-hmm. they were supposed to adopt them. We were supposed to just be a place for them to stay while they got you know, their transition. stuff together. Yes. Um, the, new, the worker basically was like, this is a new case for me. I don't know what to do because that's, that's what happens too. They go from worker to, the cases go from mm-hmm. hand to hand to hand so they don't have a history. So she's an amazing worker. I'm going to say her. Our workers, the, every worker should be what she is. Yes. And so what she did is she went to the former worker's supervisor and said, hey, this has just happened. Do you have any leads? And she goes, oh my gosh, you called these people. It was us. Mm-hmm. So it was really them partnering on this mm-hmm. you know that brought she them did back that in her here own that's not a policy it's not a policy that's just her being right. prudent right so imagine if they didn't come back here imagine yeah the trauma one more time you know and so that that is the tough part like i really would have in my heart to help more kids you mm-hmm. know and to continue to be a foster parent but it's it's so hard to deal with the system. It's not the kids. No, you know, it's all of the policies. And that's and the thing. I think for me, the breaking point is just, it's truthfully, it's my age, you know, at mm-hmm. 60, because, you know, they'll tell you, and I always say that the people that call you that do the placements, I, it's like a little mini call center there. And they just call because they've got to find homes for these kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So, they just call. Uh, they're not obligated by law to give you a lot of information. You can ask all the questions you want. Yeah. It's up to them to tell you whatever they choose. And I, I made the joke that you're like a pack of used car salesman because you just do what you got to do to get those kids placed yep. somewhere. Yeah. The problem is, is if that child comes to you and you're not provided the information to make a judgment whether or not you're capable of managing that, mm-hmm. or if that is going to create more mayhem in your home than not. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a flaw. That's a big flaw in the system. Yeah. Uh, we, we were very fortunate uh, because we committed to these kids. And, right. And we just stuck it out. And we, uh, at times, are not the most popular people because... <laughs> no. Because, and that's, I, I'll put that Because up. we advocate for the kids. Yeah, we stick up for the kids. And, and there's a, a lot of people we ran across that do not like that. Yeah. Attorneys, uh, yeah. DAs, uh, like hearing workers, masters. hearing masters, you know, yeah. you know, we don't want to hear that, you know, the kids have needs and that we should care about those needs. You know, right. if you do, you must have ulterior motives. And it's like, no, I'm just here because I care right. about the kid, you know? And so we've been through that. Um, it, for me, it's when you do this, 
it's never like they'll tell you it's just a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and here we are two years later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because the truth is they couldn't predict what happened either right and that's the truth right so and, and you have to know that going in is mm-hmm. that this is something this is something you want to do for a long time yeah and by a long time i'm saying two years plus yeah and for us you know we've got some things that we want to do you know we've, we've got three kids now that we're looking after and yeah and that we're raising and but stuff like that and truth. i think that's our limit. here's the truth we got a an email a couple of weeks ago oh, I know. <laughs> and it's like oh these twins and they're 11 months and this is the whole story and i keep telling you not to tell me these and, things because and, when terry, you- and terry goes <laughs> I think we should take them. <laughs> and we were going to take them. Yeah. And thankfully, um, they actually told us, no, they have two other siblings. And if they get adopted, they all have to get adopted together. And honestly, we wouldn't have a vehicle for seven no, kids. No, <laughs> and we don't have a room for that. You so know? we're like, okay, we that has always been our policies. Any child that comes to our home, mm-hmm. we're going to be an adopted resource in case it's needed. And that's a choice as a foster parent. You can just be a foster parent. Right. We chose to be right. foster parents, but also an adoptive resource. And what that means is, you know, you, you go through the case with the child. If they are not able to successfully reunify with the par- parents or family, yeah. um, then they will ask you if you would if you'd be an adopted resource mm-hmm. and a lot of people, they don't want to. And, but we always said, no, we, we will be. And so to bring in two little kids and that could be here for a year or whatever. And then to say goodbye, like we just, mm-hmm. we, we were like, okay, either we take all four of them if it comes to that, or we mm-hmm. can't take any. And so that was- And our- here's the reality too, with our kids, our kids have all been traumatized because they've all been separated from families. And yep. you know, with our girls, oh my gosh, we had no idea. But uh, like this, is, this, this situation with Cadence now, this is her 10th placement. Yeah. You know, including our previous placement with her, but she's been moved around. And so- to bring other kids into the family and then maybe have them leave leave after a certain time is very traumatic for her and and causes her to regress and yeah. same with Emma and same with Comaine and yeah. and so it's not just us anymore it's yeah. not like oh gosh this is harder and convenient we have to advocate for the children that we have as well and right. so we've made the decision that we have no intentions of continuing on as foster parents after yeah. this. We need to focus on these kids. All I'm of our worried, kids. I'm worried now, though. All three of our kids. You know why? Are, no, don't even start. No, you know why. Yes, I do. And I. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> you think I'm going to go soft. No. What? Because every single time ever oh, no. oh, that God. Terry has said, never I doing. am never going to do this ever. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We end up doing it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just be ready, people. We'll come back here <laughs> okay. with an announcement. So there's this boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I said. I know I said, but and and the deal is this. I, it, I would I would take one one more child if I knew that it was a done deal. Yeah. That we didn't have to go through the whole process, put our other kids through this whole process. And then that child goes on someplace else. Right. You know, it's because it's extremely hard. We get attached to these kids because we care about these kids. This isn't something we do for money. We don't do it 
to get likes on Facebook posts. We do this because we care about these kids. And then uh, oftentimes every kid that's gone back Ugh. that we've looked after, and there's been a bunch, yes. have never gone back to a good situation. Right. Not one of them. Right. And so it just rips you up inside and you're angry and frustrated. So yeah. it puts the house in turmoil. And then on you top never of that, ever forget about them either. Right. I mean, we still mm -hmm. ask. You know, we still write, hey, how are, you know, yeah. you know, just in case. Like the little newborn girl that we had that was, yeah. we, we brought her home at seven days old. Yeah, we and, had her for three days. Yeah. Right, and and they just gave her back to... A terrible situation. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, I that one was utterly unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That was utterly unbelievable. And mm -hmm. they just handed her back to somebody who was high as a kite mm -hmm. when they picked them up. And it was their eighth, eighth child that she's lost in the system. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. they handled all back. other seven had been adopted, so they yeah. decided that this time she deserved one more chance to be a good parent. And it had nothing to do with her; it was yeah. because she was dating a different guy now. So that's yeah. going to make it. And he showed up high too. Yeah, to pick up this baby. So yeah. anyway, I mean, lots of horrible stories. the The thing is, is that if it's something that's in your heart, do it. Um, understand, it's not going to be. Because at the end of the day, it's a and, and and that's where I always go back to is like. Okay. But so the kids need. Right. So it's really, really, really hard and it rips your heart out. But if if the good people that have a heart mm -hmm. don't do it, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? The people that don't care. Right. Right. And so if the people that don't care about the kids do it, what happens? Now you have all of the stuff More we problems. read on newspapers. Right. Foster parent did this. Foster parent. Well, somebody has to step up mm -hmm. and care for the kids, yep. you know, and my advice, if I were to start over, I would start over with a different focus. Mm -hmm. And I think the focus would be to get less worked up about the things I have no control over and more focus on the things that I have control over. I, I, my opinion is watching you through this and you take the lead on this. Your, your primary, you know, my primary job is to run the business, Yeah. but you're very involved in the business. Yeah. Your primary responsibility is, is the children in home. Yeah. And of course I'm very, very involved in that, but that's your prime responsibility, right? Yeah. And what I've seen, and I think the thing that has made the biggest difference is you, you know, taking the effort to educate yourself. Yes. Going to the courses that you've done that are not mandatory, that nobody even tells you about, that you've, you've found yourself, mm -hmm. uh, the videos that you studied, all of the reading that you've done, because that's made the biggest difference. And then understand that any kid that is in the system, no matter what, they're traumatized. Mm -hmm. Our kids, all three are considered special needs. Yep. Uh, because of the trauma they've they've experienced, what they've been through, yeah. Uh, but especially the girls, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, are we did we get the the most difficult? Not by a long shot. That's no, a no, no, no. We right. were very blessed. Yeah, you would um, never know they're considered special needs, other no. than Emma is a little behind on her speech, but. She's not behind on letting you know what she thinks, though. No. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, very advanced in that department. Yes. <laughs> it's a four-year-old letting you know where the bear craps. Yeah, she's got no. True. She's standing there. She'll hold you. To, she'll take you to task on something if you're doing she's something unfair. She's got a personality. She that's sure for does. sure. But, um, but that's the thing. It's, it's uh, you're here. You're, the job is not to 
if you go into it, it's like having a business. If you go in to make money mm-hmm. and that's all you're doing your business for, your business is either going to fail or it's really going to go awry at some point. Yeah. You got to do it because you really want to fulfill a need out there. Yeah. And then the money comes. And it's the same thing with these kids. If you want to do, be a foster parent, understand your job is to help mend these kids. Right. That's your job. And, and beyond that, now you may end up like us being blessed and being able to adopt them and, and like that. But if you go in thinking, hey, you know, I'll just adopt a kid, you know, it'd be easy. If you go in thinking, oh, they would never put a child back in a bad situation when they see that they have a home that they are loved and cared for. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, that's naive. So that's very naive. And uh, that's where... If you're doing you, it because you think that the, the system cares about these kids you're right you're going to get your heart broken if you think that your worker cares about these kids that's a crapshoot you might get lucky and you might not right can your worker do anything to change the injustices uh no because you're dealing with the system um is the courts are the courts just is it a no right for the most part no right you know there are there are there are some differences but what our experience has been, and I think this is a standard experience across the board with most of the judges in our family court, mm-hmm. is that uh, they are more concerned about the parents. They're very biased. And yes. not getting an appeal or something like that. Right. That they're really not that concerned with the kids. And there's just a general feeling that ah, the kids will get over it. Yes. Which, you know, that's why the jails are so full. Yes. Is because kids don't get over it. Right. And, and so it can be very frustrating from that perspective. Yeah. But if you're prepared to go in there to do something truly good mm-hmm. and give these kids, it, you know, like, like you have learned is that it just takes one person one connection with me. It was my high school football coach right. and he Changes turned my life whole life. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I mean. It, it, and it's the same thing. Like I have you may a friend not be able to keep that child, but if you got them for a couple of years or a year or whatever, and you make change. a positive influence on their life, it will change how their brain develops, right. it will change how their character develops, right. it will change everything. Right. Now, they may have to still go through hell, right. but they'll never forget you. Right. right. And that's and a reality. That's true. And that's that's what I would go back with that in mind. But they don't tell you that when you're, when you're getting ready for it. I They might try to, but you are not, you don't have like the Don't the go in expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go in expecting that. Go, yeah. Don't go in expecting what you think it's going to be like. Right. Uh, because the way we thought it was going to be like, it's right. nothing like that. It's nothing like that. No. Yes. So, And hey. the people that teach you the course alluded to that many times. Mm-hmm. But again, they're there representing right. the system. There's only so, so much yeah, they can there's say. There's only so much they can yeah. say. They won't be teaching you anything and there won't be any foster parents out there. Right. So, uh, but she was very, very good at uh, being there. And then of course, being a refer- uh, like a resource for us to sort of work through things. The other thing is uh, you're on a, on a Facebook group mm-hmm. and get into something like that. Cause they'll, there's people in there will teach you how to do things, what yes. to do yes, and lots of support and encouragement. That is something that I wish I had joined earlier on. Um, what you don't understand is that you're going to something so different from what everybody else in your circle is experiencing as mm-hmm. a parent being a foster parent and being a parent, very, very different, you know? And that's the thing. We've gotten heat from just about everybody that's ever walked into our house about how we quote unquote raise our kids Mm -hmm. and they have really no idea what we're doing. What we're doing is we're creating neural pathways. We're healing. (laughs) We're healing and creating neural pathways. And so uh, discipline 
just for the sake of discipline is not the goal. Right. The goal is because if you stop, that's how they communicate to you. A problem. Yeah. Their mental health, a, yeah. a problem. So if you stop that communication, you can't help these kids. You're more comfortable, right. but you're not helping anybody. And so you have to find that balance point. Yes. And you magically do it with three different kids that all trigger each other at any one given moment, multiple times through the day. Um, plus, and that's what I mean. Like, trying to run a business, plus uh, being a wife, plus. That plus. was uh, extreme. That got me like, yeah, that was hard to learn to do that. Yeah. And now that I know how to do it, I'm like, I could help other people other kids but the thing is is that i completely agree with you we can't just be a rotating place for kids because our kids and what it's i go not back to for is, them you, you know, know my dream is missions and orphanages yep. like i help them that way like imagine having an orphanage where you can actually help many, we could many, have many, many, one many more children. little boy we are low on boys in this house and with that folks thank you very much for listening <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>